0: Good morning, guys. This morning we're going to begin by taking the Lord's Supper, but I was going to try to do something a little different at this time. Uh, A few men of God would come ahead and and make your way and and begin to uh, pass everything out. Instead of reading from Corinthians like I usually do, I want to go... One of the Gospels, I want to go to the book of Matthew and I want to read the, the account of the first Lord's Supper. This is in Matthew 26 and verse 26. The Bible says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread and he gave thanks and broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. So if you guys would go ahead and pass out the bread. Jesus reminds us in the word of God that it was through his body that we were healed. Isaiah says he was wounded for our transgressions And he was bruised for our iniquity. Transgression is is where we get our word trespass. And that's the things that we we cross the lines that can be seen by man. He was wounded for our transgressions. But he was also bruised for our iniquities. Our iniquities are the sins on the inside. The sins that no one sees, but God alone in yourself. And I'm thankful for the outward protection and the inward protection this morning. Because, you know, just like you, we, we all sin, we all fall short to the glory of God. So I want you to take the bread in your right hand, first of all. We know the right hand stands for being in covenant with God. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you believe that he died on the cross, he was buried and on three days he raised to life, if you believe that, then, then you're holding in your right hand a covenant with him. You put your faith in not what you can accomplish on this earth, but you put your faith in what he has done. So I want you to take that right hand and lift it a little bit in the air. And I want you to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the body of Jesus that was beaten, that was bruised, for my outward sins and my unseen sins. I thank you for Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, and I receive by faith today the bread of the covenant. In Jesus' name, I receive it. You guys go ahead. Then the Bible says, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And he offered it to them saying, drink from it. All of you, this is my blood, the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus reminds them of the covenant. Jeremiah 31 and 31, I think it is, Jeremiah 31 and 31, it says, this is the covenant I I will make after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their heart, And I will write it on their mind. And no longer will a man teach a man his neighbor or his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they all will know me from the least of these to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. And I will remember their sins no more. And I will remember their sins no more. And it's through the purification of the blood. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission, forgiveness of sins. Take it in your right hand and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the power of the blood. And I receive it by faith in the name of Jesus. And God's people received it. Everybody say hallelujah. Woo. Mm. I'm going to give a brine, and I'm going to try to get some microphones set up down the seats or hang them from the ceiling or something, because this week I I just took a moment, and I wanted to just examine the sermons that, that God has been giving me, and I could only listen to it for just a little while, but... One of the things that I did notice is that when I would speak, there was silence, and it's not silent in here because I hear you saying "Amen," but some reason the, this mic is not getting y'all say "Amen." So y'all y'all could pick it up a little bit, Amen. Because I, I want I want the people who are listening across the world to to hear you guys, not just me, because we're all part of the same unity. Amen. Oh here you go, Miss Dola. I got God says you didn't bring your hearing aids today. I didn't. I didn't. I want you guys go with me to the Book of John, chapter ten, and I want you to find your place in verse twenty-seven, John. Chapter 10, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and chapter 10, verse 27. If you got your Bible, say amen. There was three of us, okay? (laughs) Do we need to have a sermon on bringing your Bibles? What is your Bible? It's the sword of the what? Sword of the Spirit. Everybody say, sword of the Spirit don't go to battle without your can you imagine stepping on the front line you got your shield you got your helmet you got your belt of truth on but you forgot something hot dog I forgot my sword let's go back and it's too late you're gonna die come on everybody stand up with me this morning John chapter 10 verse 27 Let's go ahead and read through 33. Before I get started, let me say this. You know, when I'm up here and I was listening to the the sermon, when I pause up here, it's like a generation has passed by. It's like forever. In other words, it's like up here it seems like it I pause forever. But when I'm listening to the sermon, I don't ever really even hear the pause. And, and it's crazy because when you're up here, you're feeling all this pressure. And, and, but, but, but the enemy is so, so good at lying that, that he has me thinking that it sure is taking you a long time what's taking you so... And you don't realize the, the battle that, that takes place up right up in here. Anytime you feel like you would like to step up here, I just give me a call and we'll get you set up for the next Sunday. I mean, just anytime, just let me know. I'll be happy to sit down and say, Whew. come on, amen. Because I'm telling you, it is something up here. But, but I know that once I get started, the, the anointing begins to, to fall fresh on me. And, and all of a sudden, I forget about time. I forget about me. And all of a sudden, I get locked in where I need to be. And that's with the Holy Spirit. If you got your place, say amen. These are the words of Jesus. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish and no one can snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. And I and the father are one. The Bible says, and and again, the Jews, they, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the father. For which of these do you stone me? We're not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Let us pray. Holy Father, what a mighty claim you spoke. You are the Son of God. You are the living God You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And Holy Father, I enter into your presence with thanksgiving and to your course of praise. And I come in the mighty name of Jesus, for there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And right now, Holy Father, I just pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would fall fresh on my life. God, I know that with you, God, we can move mountains, but without you, Lord, I have no hope, I have no power, I have no grace, so Lord, just grace me even now, salt me, Lord, let the salt and the mercy be upon my mind and my heart today as I proclaim your word today in the mighty name of Christ. And Lord, I pray that you anoint this sermon that each and every one of us will receive something from heaven. Hide your servant behind the cross. In the mighty name of Jesus, we prayed and God's people said amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord Almighty. We'll start out this morning with something that's kind of funny. And, and I'm sure that it has happened to you Maybe not just once, but time and time again. But, but, but Monday morning, in my wisdom, in my knowledge, I had this week's sermon all figured out. Yep. I, I found my text early on Sunday. I even had some ideas how I could really make this sermon to be powerful. Then, and, and, and So I was all set. But then it happened. And when I say it happened, I'm talking about God happened. In other words, God stepped right off into my plans and rerouted me. Can I get an amen? My Bible says in Proverbs 16 and 9 that in his heart a man plans his course, uh, but the Lord directs his steps. And so I'm sure I had a pretty good idea. It was going to be a pretty nice sermon. I'm sure I could have put something pretty good together, but but I'm so thankful today that God loves me enough to to step in and to intercede into my situation and and to, to give me something that I know is going to be good. Now, I may not present it very good, but I can promise you if it's God's word and he's given it to me, it's going to be good. Thank God for intercession. Amen? And so what was happening was Monday after I had all my plan, I began my memory verses. I'm going through my scriptures, and each day, I don't know how many I go through, probably a hundred or so a day. And I have tons that I memorize, so I just go over at least a hundred a day, try to keep it fresh in my mind. And so all of a sudden I come to this one verse, John 10 and 27. My sheep. Listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And now all of a sudden, it happened. When I heard those words, when I spoke those words, it, there was a quickening in my spirit. In other words, when I say quickening, I'm talking about that little nudge of God. Or, or I could say that, that still, small voice of God that whispers deep into your soul, and you know that voice. You, can't, you cannot miss that voice. It's the it's voice that that, you, that that I've come to know and a voice that I have come to love, and it's a voice that I can recognize. Now, I know I have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he also comes, and he, he also tries to bring confusion. In fact, he comes as an angel of light many times and he tries to throw in confusion and he'll try to make you think that's God speaking to you while in fact it's not. So we have to learn to tune in to that still small voice of God and know that it's God because my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In fact, I want you to know that Jesus reminds us time and time again that we must listen to his voice, and not only should we listen to his voice, but we should be concerned about being part of his flock, the sheep of his pasture. In fact, this is is one of the verses or a few verses that God gave me this week. It's taken from Matthew 25, verse 31 through 34, which teaching us about hearing from God, but it also talks about obeying God by being part of his flock. The Bible says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in the heavenly glory and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will, and he'll separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Stop right there. Visually, if we were in heaven right now, and visually, if I was God, which I'm not, I'm Kip. Y'all understand that? okay? If you're over here today, you're in good shape. But if you're over here today, not so good. Now, he says on his right hand, not on your right hand. That means you'd be over there and they would be over here. Come on, amen. But but uh, this is what you need to see. This is what you need to remember that when you're in heaven and you're sitting over here, you can forget about going to heaven because you're about to split hell wide open. You can forget about your excuses. You can forget about anything you're going to say. You can all you can say is "I'm guilty." Cast me into hell. But if you're over here, you can get your Holy holy Ghost dance on because I can promise you it's looking really good. Are you with me so far? Then the king would say on the right, then the king would say to those on his right, the sheep, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Jesus says, I go to make i go to prepare a place for you. This is what he's talking about here. But Jesus is in the process of preparing. From, from the beginning of creation until now, he's still preparing. Heaven is still... God created everything in six days and rested on the seven. But, but heaven is not still being prepared. Can you imagine how phenomenal... Oh, Christmas is always moving stuff in the house, she's preparing for my return. <laughs> but God's in the process of getting things ready for us. But then on verse 41, Matthew 25 and 41, then he will say to those on his left, the goats, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And so right here, Christ is explaining to us, I, didn't, I did not prepare hell for mankind. I prepared hell for the devil and his angels. But because you rejected the Son of God, you rejected his word, you had to spend eternity somewhere. Are you with me so far? Today's message is simply entitled, My Sheep, Listen to My Voice. I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, Neighbor, you better ask yourself right now do you know the voice of God? Because, like I said, the enemy will also call you. Jesus says we need to be aware there are wolves dressing. Sheep clothing. And not everybody who preaches the word of God is of God. Luke 21 and 8, Jesus said, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and the time is near. But he says this also, do not follow, everybody say, them. Them. Like I said, Paul said, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It's not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness, but their end will be what their actions deserve. And so Paul, he tells us that we do need to listen to the still small voice of God, and we not only need to listen, but we need to follow the voice of God. Hebrews 3 7 and 8. So as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion, in the rebellion, in the time of testing, in the wilderness. Every one of us in this room today have came from the wilderness. That, that to us, that's the world. Now, I'm finna really get in your mailbox right now. I said, okay. You gave me permission. John 8 and 47, the words of Jesus. Whoever belongs to God, here's what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Well, you can say amen or ouch. I'm glad someone said amen. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. And so with that said, we have to understand right now, even as we speak in the heavenlies, God the Father is sitting, and God the Son is sitting at his right hand. And so even now, right now in the heavenlies, two parts of the Trinity, the Godhead, the deity, is in heaven. And so that leaves one part of the Trinity down here to speak to us. And that other part is called the what? What? One more time. The Holy Spirit of God. And so you and I, we have to set our ears, tune our ears into the Holy Spirit. You know, when we were young, radio, we had AM radio before FM came along, and you had to really tune it in. All that noise, and you'd finally find it. But in the same way, we have to tune in to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen this morning? Now, I won't mess with you a little bit, but I want to teach you something at the same time. But in order to listen to the Holy Spirit, you must first understand who he is. Let me break it down for you. Because if you only think that the Holy Spirit is just a ghost or a force or just a dove or a wind or oil or just a fire or a source of power or a feeling, a tingle or a tremble, then I'm telling you, you do not know the Holy Spirit. You only know the attributes of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we need to understand that he's more than just a feeling. He's more than just a fire or, or power, but he's part of the Godhead. Here's how I understand it. When I'm praying to Jesus, are you listening? And, and I know the Bible says that Jesus is the Lamb of, the Lamb of God. Now in my mind when I'm praying, I'm not visualizing a little lamb or a little sheep, even though he's called the lamb of God. But I'm visualizing the son of God who sits right now at the right hand of the throne of the father. And when Jesus is referred to as the lion from the tribe of Judah, I'm not visualizing a four-footed creature. I'm not even visualizing Simba of the Lion King. But I'm visualizing the beginning and the end, the first and the last. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jesus Christ himself. Can I get an amen? But Here's what really helps me to understand who the Holy Spirit is. Turn your Bibles to John 14. Verse 16 and 17. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father. And he will give you another. Everybody say another. He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. But I want to focus on the word another. Looking into the Greek language, we find the word "allos," alos, which means another, one of the same type. Now, I'm not a cook. I'm not a chef or nothing like that, but but I make a pretty mean hamburger on the drill. I know I can say grill, but I always say drill because it sounds funny. So I'm the drill master when it comes to hamburgers. But here, we have people over. I, I, I like cooking hamburgers because it's easy until it gets too hot. I have to shut the lid trying to get the fire out. But But... But unfortunately, I like my burgers so much that after I had one, I got to go back and get me another. Now, when I go back to the plate of the burgers that I cook, I'm not getting a different one. I'm getting the same exact type. It ain't the same one I just ate because it's inside, but I'm getting another one. In other words, when the Bible says, Jesus tells us, I'm going to send you another. This is telling us that the Holy Spirit is no less than God or no more than God, but he is God. And when you begin to understand who he is, then you begin to recognize in your spirit who I'm talking to. Sometime in my prayer time, I might just take me a chair in my prayer room and put him right there beside me. Nobody's there, but but the Holy Spirit in my mind, I know he's with me. Because I'm trying to understand that he's not just a force or an oil or a dove, but he's part of the Godhead that God has sent to work with me. He, he is speaking right now through me if you could see me right now there would be the force of the holy spirit all over me and it'd be like a shield around me what i didn't have before i got up here but 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 he knows and i know that when I, I i step into the anointing that is real, it's not counterfeit, and I know him, I know his voice. I've come to know that voice and love that voice, and I depend on that voice, and it's that voice who will stop me in a sermon and change direction for someone who needs a different word. So even now, as I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is working. In my mind, I see that that little puppet or whatever it is on the strings. And God is right above me, just standing up there, illustrating, working through me, moving through. Why do you move so much, pastor? Because our God is living. He's moving. He's alive. He's not dead and frozen, chosen. Come on, amen. And so when I'm up here preaching, I can't help but move around. Jeremiah said, oh, it's like a fire. Shut up in my bones. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Hallelujah. And so we got another, we got the alos. We have the Holy Spirit, Acts 1 and 8. The Bible says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You will be my witness in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. You, me, endowed with dunamos, the power of God. Hallelujah. And you say, well, well, Pastor, Jesus had a body. Why does not the Holy Spirit have a body? Jesus chose a Jewish body to dwell in. But the Holy Spirit chose you. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, brown, yellow, or red. He chose you. As a vessel to speak through you are blessed right now even as we speak because inside of you is enough power to raise the dead to unstop deaf ears to open blind eyes to make lame legs walk inside of you inside of me even now that's why there's so much anointing in the house of God that's why Paul said, Let us not give up meaning together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. Hallelujah. I like the words of Peter in Acts 10 34 and 35. He said, I, I now realize that God does not show favoritism, but that he accepts men from every nation who fear him and does what is right. Because our Bible said that God so loved the... Thank you. See, this is not a new problem, but this is a problem that we see throughout the Bible, people having a hard time listening to the voice of God. And one of the saddest examples of this is, is one of the most religious men in the entire Bible could not recognize... The voice of God. The most religious. Go with me to the book of Acts chapter 9, verse 3 through 6. Speaking of Saul of Tarsus, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Verse 5. Who are you, Lord? Lord? Can you believe that? Trained in the greatest skills of theology. Could not recognize the voice of God. That was a great hunting dog. I told my wife the story. He was a great bird dog. And men would come from all over the country to hunt with this bird dog. His name was Pat Preacher. Yeah, you got to go hunt with Preacher. He can get it, man. And so all of a sudden, this one man said, you know what, let, let's don't call him preacher. Let's call him Doc. And after they started calling him Doc, he was no good at it anymore. Why? Went to his head. That's a joke. You know, I'm talking about people who, who could preach, then they go to seminary, they get your doctorate degree, and all of a sudden, they're, they're no good. You know why? Because all of a sudden, they're, be, they're beginning to trust in something. A piece of paper, a, du- a diploma that says, I graduated from whatever. I still wear my class ring from high school. That's all I got, a little high school diploma. Come on, amen. At least I finished. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Amen. But listen to this. We have to determine the voice and who it is. We have to listen carefully, but then we have to step into the next. You can't just hear the voice of God, but the next thing of obedience is this. We have to do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. James 2 and 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Our text says, and Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In other words, they do the work of my teachings. They do what I've been doing. They have become my representatives. They are my body of believers on this earth. In other words, we are his hands. We are his feet. We are his legs. We are his arms. We are all the body of Christ, but we're also his mouth. And the mouth is called to speak. Luke eleven and twenty three. Jesus said, "Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters." And so, ask yourself right now: Do do I gather for Christ, or am I a scatterer? Am I bringing in the flock? Am I pushing them off? Because we're supposed to follow him. Now, here's a deep question, and I hope I don't mess with you too much, but you need to ask yourself this. Ask yourself right now. Do I have the Holy Spirit? Second question. Does the Holy Spirit have you? Which one is it? Do you have him or does he have you? Second question, third question, whatever it is. Are you carrying the Holy Spirit? Or is the Holy Spirit carrying you? Oh, show sure getting quiet off in the house of the living God. Because if the Holy Spirit has you and he's carrying you, of course you're going to follow the shepherd's voice, his directions. John 14 and 26, Jesus said, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and, you, and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. The Holy Spirit will never take you out of the boundaries of the Word of God. If someone says, hey, I got a new teaching that goes beyond the Word of God, it's time to in. It's time to play Forrest Gump. Run, because if it does not line up with the word of God, it's not of the Holy Spirit. And his sheep will listen to his voice. He said, wait a minute, this does not line up with what I know. We heard something on on Facebook last night, me and my wife, and we looked at each other. We knew it's time to move on. preacher said that Jesus did not love sinners. What else is there left to love? Come on. Amen. That's all he's got to work with. Hmm. So we flipped it. Matthew 10, 19 through 20. But when, but when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. The spirit of who? The same? His spirit? Yeah, that, that's the same one, another. See, it, it's like it's like having God manifested upon your life. The Holy Spirit is, is beyond the way we label Him. And so the more we, we come to know. This part of the Trinity, like we know Christ. See, we know Jesus so well because we study Jesus a lot. But we need to study the Holy Spirit as well because we need to understand him. So let's move on to the part of following. Jesus says, let's, let's look at what he says about following. I'm going to read Matthew and Luke. I'm going to read two translations here. Not translation, but two verses here. One from Matthew and one from Luke. But listen, it's the same, same thing. Holy Spirit doesn't change. Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple, he must deny himself and take up their cross and follow me. Everybody say, follow him. Luke 9, 23 through 25. Then Jesus said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me daily. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it and whoever loses, for my, loses their life for my sake will save it. For what good is it for a man to gain the whole world it lose or forfeit his soul? And so to follow Jesus To follow the Holy Spirit is to follow the pattern of a crucified life. Galatians 2.20. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But Christ lives in me and the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith and the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. And so Paul's saying, listen, when I die to myself, the more I die, the more power I have. See, you can't feel something that's already full. And so when you die, you're, you're pouring yourself out. And the more you pour out, the more God can pour So, I want my cup to be empty of me when I'm stepping up here. So, when I'm empty and I'm coming up here and I feel like this, he must increase, I must decrease. And the smaller I get, the the emptier my cup becomes, the more power I have up here in the pulpit. And all of a sudden, he begins filling me up. And my wife said, I said, hey, let me pray for you, but you come up here, come up here at the end of the sermon. You wait till the Holy Spirit has filled me up. The anointing is flowing out of me. That's when you want me to pray for you. You don't want me to pray for you when I'm out there feeding my chickens. (laughs) Come on, amen. You don't want that one. (laughs) You don't want that. You want the one... Who has got empty enough to be filled, and so filled that now it's going to flow out of him? That's who you want to pray for you, because when I pray for you through the power of the Holy Spirit, God will manifest Himself in His power, and your life can be healed, set free, delivered, whatever you need. But you have not because you ask not. And so to follow Him, we have to do what? We have to live a crucified life. Matthew ten and thirty-eight. Jesus says, "Whoever does not." take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. In other words, if you can't take up your cross and follow him, you can't be part of this. We're going going down that road, y'all. It's getting hot in here. Mark 1, 17 and 18, Jesus said to his disciples, come and follow me And I will make you fishermen of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. The Holy Spirit said, what is your net? What, What is it in you? What is it in your life that you can't let go in order to follow him? What is it so important in your life that you have to have it more than you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Some of you cannot even put your phone down. You need to drop that net and take the time you have left on this earth and follow him. That this world doesn't need another text. This world needs Jesus Christ. This world needs to hear the gospel, not just through this recording, not just through a Sunday morning sermon, but they need to see someone who's willing to follow him, a crucified life. When everybody's having fun in their cuss party, do not participate. Don't be part of it. Let's take a look at eternal life. Our text says in verse 28, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. And so here, just in these three verses, Jesus has promised us two things. I will give you eternal life And you shall have my protection. I'm going to protect you. Why? Because you follow me. You listen to me. You're willing to do what I tell you to do. Go ahead and walk your own direction and see how far you go, and He will bring you low. God is not wicked, he's not evil, but I can promise you he will cut your legs right out from under you in order to get you low enough to get you to the place he's called you to go. When he says drop the net, he don't mean next week, next year, the end of December. I- I'll follow you, Jesus, but I feel like I need it one more time. I'm going out, I'm going to fish this time. I feel like this time is going to be the time I'm going to get enough fish to live on. Now I can follow you. No! My name is Jehovah Jireh. I will provide. <laughs> Can I get an amen? So let's look eternal life. We know this. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal everlasting life. Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal eternal life. This is the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, the young disciple. I want you to listen to these words of encouragement from Paul to Timothy. But we have to take it to heart as though he's writing it to us. He said, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. He said, but you, man of God, but you, woman of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, gentleness, endurance, and fight the good fight of faith and take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. John 17 and 3 Jesus said, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Do I have time to move to the protection? The powerful protection of God. We have to start at my favorite. The Holy Spirit says this is one of your favorites. Let's see if he's right. Psalms 91, 11, and 12. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all the ways that lift you up in their hands so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Good word. God said, I will command my angels. One angel could destroy 23,000 men with one swipe of his sword. <sighs> 23,000. One swipe. That much power is encamped around you. When you get in the knowledge of the protection of God, there is no fear. There is no spirit of fear but the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Because your mind is sound because you know that no matter where I go and what I go through, I have this protection. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. I don't worry about the devil. I think Shambok. R.W. Shambaugh said, don't worry about the devil. He, Jesus pulled his teeth. He might be a lion, but he has no teeth. Isaiah 41 and 10. So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you and strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous, what hand? What did we talk about earlier? With my righteous right hand. Are you in covenant See, that, that was David. David was a young man, 17-year-old, 16-year-old, in covenant with God. And while the whole entire army of Israel is shaken behind the battle lines, a young man, a young boy who's in, who's in covenant is not fearful of the giant who is not in covenant with God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Psalms 138 and 7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes, and with your right hand, you save me. This week, God said, I want you to tell my people, you've got to see yourself in my hand. He's got the whole world, right? Mm -hmm. See, he's got you and I in his hand. If you can see yourself in the hand of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, ask yourself right now, who can snatch you out of the hand of God? There's nobody. There's nothing. There's not a thing that can remove us Out of the covenant with God. You think that the enemy's gonna, God's gonna allow the enemy to come in and destroy you? No. We win. We win to the end. Even if I die, I still win. I can't lose. Here's where I wanna close. I close with the saddest part of the whole little story today. Again, the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said, I have shown you great many miracles from the Father. Which of these you stone me? We're not stoning you because of these. We're stoning you because blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Think about it. If Jesus claimed to be anything else but the Son of God, he would be a liar. <laughs> Case close. He, he cannot help but tell the truth. That's who he is. The, the only way he would be blasphemy if he said I wasn't the son of God. But be, because of what he claimed, they said we got to end him. Here is a mere man. In other words, he looked no different than you. But you know what made him different? The Holy Ghost. He was walking in the power of The same power I'm walking in right now. The same. Another. The same. Right now. In this room. In you. Around you. In front of you. Are you with me? Here's the sad part. They had this. It was round. It was a scripture. It was was a scroll. It was rolled up. But they had it. And all they had to do, Leland, was this, to go through the scriptures and see what the Bible says about the coming Messiah. All they had to do is go to the the scroll of Micah, 5 and 2. But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will be ruler over Israel, one whose origin is from of old. In other words, the Messiah would be born in the city called Bethlehem, the house of bread. Hmm, we got one clue, don't we? I need to look at my notes. Number two, not only should he be born in Bethlehem, but he has to be born of a virgin. That's only happened once. Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign... Behold the virgin shall conceive and shall bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with God with us. Matthew 2: 1 and two the Bible says after Jesus was born in Bethlehem during the time of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem saying, where is the one who is born? For we have saw his star and have come to worship him. Where's the one who has been born? King of the Jews, we saw his star and we have come to worship him. If anything, if someone comes across the world from the east, maybe China or Japan, I don't know, one of those faraway countries, and all of a sudden they show up with gifts all their splendor, and, and they're not looking for Herod. They're not looking for another king, but they're looking for the king of kings. And when they saw that, and, and if they had to follow those kings to that little manger behind the city there, and they saw that star shining, they, they should have said, you know what? Maybe this is who we waited for. But no, they picked up stones to stone him. This is what sets us apart. Because you and I, we're, we're like the Bereans. We are the ones that say, you know what? I believe what the preacher says. But you know what? I'm going to take the time and I'm going to look into the scriptures to make sure. Because we know what the Bible says that he's supposed to. And if he lines up with everything in there, I can rest in that saying that, that God's word does not return void but it shall accomplish that which he pleases and the purpose for which he has sent it. Let's all stand. Last week, right after the sermon, Brian, our worship leader, came up to me and said, he said, preacher, preacher, I don't, I don't ever get into your business, but but here's something I think, I think the Holy Spirit is, is saying to me to tell you. I said, man, I'm listening. He said, we're preaching all over the world and we're having altar calls up here, but he said, but what about the people who are out there who are lost and who need to be saved? I said, oh, snap. Thank you. So before I ask you to come up right now, I'm going to talk to you people who's listening to us in Europe. In Mexico, in France, in Ireland, we are being uh, in Scotland. People are actually listening to this all over the world. In America, in Washington State, California is blowing us up. But I'm talking to those people right now. Listen. You're sitting right there by yourself. You're listening to this program. You're tuned in and you're saying, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So right now, I want you to pray with me, brother or sister. Say, Father, I come before you in the mighty name of Jesus, your only begotten son. I believe by faith that your son was born of a virgin. I believe by faith he is the Son of God. I believe that he walked on this earth for 33 years. I believe by faith that he died, and according to Scripture, he rose from the dead. I confess you with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are the Christ. For the Bible says, if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raising from the dead you shall be saved. I confess it right now and I believe by faith right now. Save me in the name of Jesus and write my name in the lamb's book of life. If you were saved today, the Bible says there is rejoicing in heaven. Rejoicings of the angels, rejoicing over one man who came to Christ. Right now, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, listen, someone here in Millwood Church right now, you say, you know what? I hear his voice, I hear what he's saying, but I'm still hanging on to my net. And I feel the Holy Spirit saying to me right now, are you willing to leave it all behind and follow me? I'm here ready to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. What is it that you will not let go to follow Christ? Am I talking to somebody? You, you would come down here right now. Father, I just prayed the conviction of the Holy Spirit, not the condemnation of the devil. I'm talking about the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, convict your people in the name of Christ convict them in such a way that they cannot hold on to that net may that net become detestable may it become a stumbling block a block let it go whoever you are let the net go and come running to follow Jesus. If you need to be saved t- today, you need prayer. Become come down right now. Let me pray for you. Hallelujah. What about you? What about you? You're going to drive out that parking lot like you always do. And you're going to say, why didn't I have just enough courage to get out of my seat and go down there and receive what belongs to me? Why am I so fearful when I have all this power just resonating in me? Come on. Make your way. Every eye is closed. Every head is bowed. Hallelujah. Appreciate you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed the message and I pray that it ministered to you. You guys be safe going home and I love you and I praise Jesus for you every day. Y'all have a blessed week.